0: Good morning, hello and welcome to the Guna Talk, back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of the Arsenal Transfer Show, a show in which we keep you guys up to date with all the latest Arsenal transfer information, keep you guys in the loop, try and get your thoughts and feelings as well and make sense of the chaos that we find ourselves in every single day as Arsenal fans. I hope you are fine and well on this Monday morning, start of a new week, start of the, uh, the next round of the, uh, of the uh, match day three. Well, as we've had yesterday's, of course, we saw Wales and Italy go through with probably Switzerland also joining them. Uh, Italy and looking like an unbelievable side right now, but they are yet to be tested. So we'll see if they can push on with kind of the form they've built up and that momentum they've built up in the group. But tonight's game's, are going to be very intriguing to see how those teams get on. Without further ado, let's kick off with the first bit of news, which is a big bit of news, and that is that we hit 24,000 subscribers on YouTube. So thank you ever so much to everyone that's been helping support the channel of late uh, and enjoying these morning shows for you guys. It's been a lot of work getting up at 8 a.m. and putting the shows together in the morning or late the night before uh, and making tweaks and stuff. So thank you ever so much to all of you. Um, that have joined us, and if you could drop a like and keep subscribing and keep telling people and keep sharing the videos, we really would appreciate it um so let 's see if we can try and get up to two hundred and forty likes on the live show that'd be pretty cool we 'll see what we can do but thank you all so much guys, as always and uh we go straight on to our let 's not let 's not you know rest on this let 's move straight on to the uh, the transfer stories and start with lucas torreira now we 've heard some links of course about him moving to Lazio. And there were also some rumours flying about that a a Yakin Correa deal could be included in a swap. I was always, as I said on the channel, very sceptical about that kind of situation happening. And thankfully, that doesn't seem to be uh, a realistic kind of prospect. And it is very much so a cash deal that Arsenal are interested in for Torreira. Yakin Correa is just not really one of their targets. But it hasn't stopped... A couple of rumours creeping up about the Argentine still being linked with a move to Arsenal, but I wouldn't pay too much attention to them at this state of play. I, I think that's more hearsay and paper talk than any kind of legitimate link. So Torreira going to Lazio is still very much uh, an option. He is supposedly okayed that kind of thing. He would be open to it, which is positive considering how kind of shunned he was to the idea of staying in Europe. He has played in Italy before. We did sign him from Sampdoria, So that's hopefully something that can get done over the next week slash months or so. But it might be one that runs on a bit longer because the Copper America, of course, is going on right as we speak. And apparently Torreira is actually doing quite well. I haven't managed to catch any of it so far um, because we've been so focused on the Euros over at 101. But apparently he has been getting on all right is what I've heard. Let's move on to the next story, which revolves around Joe Willock and Freddie Woodman, the Newcastle goalkeeper that spent time on loan at Swansea last season. Did very well, was unfortunately unable to get them to the Premier League uh, in the playoff final, but he helped them reach that high state and nearly got them back to the Premier League. Joe Willock, of course, spent plenty of time on loan uh, with Newcastle and did very well. And the persistent links have always been there that Newcastle have wanted to get Joe Willett back for the new season. And they see him and Steve Bruce in particular season as quite imperative to his upcoming plans and someone who's already transitioned to the team and assimilated into the group. Arsenal, of course, are looking out for a backup goalkeeper. They ideally want that backup goalkeeper to be a homegrown player, of which Freddie Woodman is. And Newcastle don't really have too much use for him. They've got Darlow, they've got Debravka, they've just signed Gunn from Southampton. They are looking to move on, uh, Freddie Woodman, either on loan or on a permanent deal. They'd rather a permanent deal to get some money in. And it could be something which is being touted as used as a bit of a make-weight in any deal for Joe Willock. Now, usually I'm not the biggest fan of kind of make-weight deals, but Freddie Woodman is a very pr- like promising young goalkeeper and one that could certainly play as our backup option at the club. I wouldn't look him as a as a starting feature for Arsenal, that's for sure. And I'd like to see a still move for Onana, even though it's gone a little bit quiet of late. Um, but Freddie Woodman move into Arsenal with the possibility of Joe Willett going in the other direction plus some money coming in Arsenal's way as well. Could be something that the two clubs work out. But I'd still like to see Arsenal get a very sizable chunk of money if they are going to let Joe Willett go. Because I am, you know, I'm intrigued to see what he could have done at Arsenal. But we'll have to wait and see. Aaron Ramsey, um, <laughs> of course, uh, is doing having a decent tournament, to be fair to him, at the European Championships. He scored uh, a great goal against Turkey, he missed a, a couple of big chances, to be fair as well. But that goal has been really key in helping them, of course, move through to the next round of the competition. The rumours are is that he supposedly really wants to move back to Arsenal. Um, but Arsenal aren't that keen, from the sounds of things. They're not really fighting for this one, and they feel like his wages, the amount of money it might cost, all of the above, would have a significant impact on the likelihood, I suppose, of this deal happening. Um, and I, I'm not sure if I'd... I love Aaron Ramsey, don't get me wrong. I love this time at Arsenal. I consider him a bit of a modern-day legend of the club for winning us two FA Cups, and he was part of that real core group under Arsene Wenger to help us do that. I just think that the time is probably up um, and we should have, it was maybe the right time to move on. Maybe it wasn't, but I feel like now if we went back for a player who's basically, I think 30 now for the money that he would be on, oh, I just don't think it's the right idea. We need to move forwards, not move backwards. And whilst I appreciate him and like him as a player, I just think it's the, we've moved on now and we need to just continue to move on. So the ship has sailed as They would say. Um, This is another bit of an odd one. John Joe Kenny has been linked to Arsenal this morning, uh, right back for Everton, has spent time on loan at a number of clubs, most recently Celtic in the second half of the season. He played against Arsenal earlier on in the season in the home leg when he remained with Carlo Ancelotti's side. He's a right back um, and obviously that means the link is there with Arsenal. It doesn't excite me and this isn't And we talk a lot about not being kind of too arrogant or snobby about certain players. But even from looking at him and looking at some of his stats at a glance, it doesn't excite me. I don't think he's any better than what we've already got. I don't think he's better than Chambers. I don't think he's better than Cedric. Um, He's definitely not better than Dumfries, who I have my own reservations about if we were going to sign someone. So I, I think this would be very, very odd if Arsenal was. I'm hoping this is purely just paper talk at this stage. Um And an easy link to make. But if there is genuine interest from Arsenal, I would question it initially. If you came in, of course, a back in. But I just, yeah, I'm not that keen on on us going out and buying a John Joe Kenny. If we're going to buy a right back, honestly, it's buy a right back that really does improve us in that area and really does kind of nail down as a solid starter in that position of course we won't see arsenal likely go for a right back until bellerin's future is sorted out and there are a number of discussions with spanish clubs going on but we'll have to wait and see in regards to bellerin but john joe kenny for me it's a solid no (laughs) very easily uh aaron sanchez is the next guy now this is a little bit more exciting because aaron sanchez is a really interesting peruvian center back um, and we're actually going to be doing a show dedicated to him this afternoon. I'm actually going to be talking to uh, Diego Montalvan, who actually confirmed the story, Peruvian journalist, and we're going to be talking to him this afternoon, similar to how we did with Sasha Tavalieri about the Congo. We're going to be talking to to Diego this afternoon about this story at 5 p.m. UK time to try and find out a lot more about Aaron Sanchez. But from doing some brief amounts of research. It's quite good. Um, It's really interesting learning about this kid because he's been rated as one of the highest kind of in terms of pure potential, um, his traction and projections fall in line with the likes of Jude Bellingham, with Florian Verts in Europe, and they are really rating him this highly according to the statistics. So he is an exciting kid. He is someone that maybe Arsenal would do well to bring in as an 18-year-old tall over six foot in terms of his defensive capabilities. But I don't know much more about him than those inf- than that information. So it was really important that we get on uh Diego this afternoon and fingers crossed that interview is going to take place at around 5 p.m UK time and uh, we'll be able to learn a lot more about Aaron Sanchez so make sure you subscribe to the channel so you can get all of that information because we'll be having a chat with Diego a little bit later on today let's move on to the last few stories Frank Kese the Ivory Coast international AC Milan central midfielder has been tipped as a possible uh, interest of Arsenal. Now, Gazeta dello Sport have, have reported this. It's purely interest. Apparently, Arsenal are leading the race, is what they say. But I've heard nothing legitimate about this coming through from any sources that I look at and go, "Yeah, that's credible." So. Real, real, as we like to say on the show a lot, take a massive grain of salt uh, with this story. But it prospectively, Kesse coming into Arsenal to play alongside someone like Thomas Partey really gives us that energy in the midfield that we've needed for a long, long time. So I definitely would be open to Arsenal going over after someone like Frank Kesse. Um, he would be expensive, I imagine. You're looking upwards of around €40 million. Euros, easy to get this guy in. But young, energetic, really progressive with the ball, uh, combative in the midfield. I think he would really complement Thomas Partey very well. Um, And I think those two would be a fantastic pairing. But again, I don't look at this as realistic at this state of play in time. And and so I don't think you should really get your hopes up around Frank Kesse coming to Arsenal just yet. But the link has been made by Gazeta de la Sport. So there you go. We've covered it. Um, moving on to kind of the final uh, couple of stories uh, today, uh, looking at Laconga and asking the question, why is this deal still yet to happen? Uh, you may have seen a tweet from Christophe Terre uh, of HLN come out this morning saying that basically detailing Arsenal's first bid that was rejected. We're still waiting for that second bid to be officially announced and talked about. When we spoke to Sasha, he said he expected the second bid to be going in fairly soon and probably for that to be rejected and for Arsenal to eventually get their third bid. Uh, accepted make sure you go and check the video to get his direct quotes because I've seen quite a few people misquoting Sasha so please make sure you go in and get the direct quotes from him if you want to use that information um, but conga looks like a player still that I don't think you should be worried about at this stage in time there's nothing in regards to another team really coming in for him we've seen Bayern Munich show a little bit of interest by Leverkusen as well But Lokonga is still very much Arsenal's priority right now, and they're just working with getting uh, the deal done from an Anderlecht perspective. Lokonga wants to come to Arsenal. He's agreed personal terms with the club. The club just needs to put that little bit extra amount of money on the table so that Anderlecht will accept it. But plenty of stuff. And speaking of the man in this photo, if you haven't checked out Thierry Henry's amazing left-footed free kick in training for Belgium yesterday please make sure you go and seek it out anyway we move on to our final story of the day which revolves around these two Ben White and Tarek Lamptey now according to some information from newspapers based in the UK questionable sources um that Arsenal have not only targeted uh Ben White but Tarek Lamptey is also on their list of possibilities I think that When it comes down to Tariq Lamptey, he's obviously someone that's impressed a hell of a lot at the start of the season. He's then faced some serious injury problems at the back end of the season, which ended his season, wasn't able to get too much game time. It's a really difficult player to analyse because of the few games he's played. And it does worry me that he's had this serious injury and how he's going to come back from this amount of time off. Is it worth Risking all of this on someone like Lampty when someone like Max Ahrens, who's played a full season, is going to be fully fit, is available. I'm not sure. But the link is that Arsenal are interested in both of Ben White and Lampty, And it seems to be that Arsenal are getting interest in every single Brighton player other than the one that we really want them to be. But uh, nothing on Eve Basuma again at this stage. But as we spoke to uh Naylor, Andy Naylor earlier on from The Athletic, he did say that, you know, the window is long and there's lots of time for things still to happen. So we will wait and see. So there is all your updates today in regards to the Arsenal transfer news. Uh we now move on to the final section of the show, which is, of course going through as many of your questions in the chat box as feasibly possible. T P says, Hi Tom. Uh, do you think Henri has some kind of influence in Conga wanting to come join us? Well, as we heard from Sasha when we spoke to him the other day on the show, he did say that Lokonga is very much an admirer of the, the days of Vieira and Henri and all of these types. So he has that connection with the club. And the presence of Henri in the camp, as I imagine, certainly helped. I'm not saying that there's been a a proper conversation between the two about Arsenal. I'm saying that it wouldn't surprise me if it it turned out that that did take place. And I'm sure when they do the interviews and players sign, if he does sign, I'm sure they will ask him uh, about that. And we'll have to find out from the man himself when that interview, if it ever does, happen. Matt G says, unpopular opinion. Matt G knows how to start off a sentence with my least favourite words. <laughs> I think it would be selfish of Arsenal to sign Grealish. He would spend his peak years trying to drag us back into the top four when he should be competing for trophies. Oh, very, very realist- <laughs> realistic. Very, very... uh Pessimistic, Matt. Who says that Arsenal can't compete for trophies in the next few years? You never know. We might turn things around. Uh, Daniel Downey says uh, rather have a proven Premier League defensive midfielder. Kesse would take about a year to settle. He would also be uh, going to the African Cup of Nations. If that happens again, the the draw for that was postponed, so the actual competition may still yet be postponed too. We need to hit the ground running. Just look at our games in August. And, I mean, there's no guarantees that he would need a year to transition. There's nothing to say that he wouldn't come straight in. Players like Bruno Fernandes go straight to Man United from Portugal and smash it like that. It's not a simple case of someone always needs to transition. It's a factor that you need to consider, but it's never a guarantee that they're always going to need an amount of time to transition. Some players just really kind of integrate into teams smoothly. So it wouldn't put me off signing a player from abroad, but I do think Arsenal need to be moving towards signing more players from the UK because we haven't historically done that. And lots of the teams above us do do that. Um, Let's go down a little bit more. Yes, Drizzy, PSG, I have seen that link with Ben White um, and Spurs have been linked to Lamptey as well. Again, it is interesting like the amount of people that just turn their noses up at Ben White, but we're seeing PSG, Man United, all of these big clubs have been interested and are interested in Ben White. So the argument of no one else is in for them isn't really there. And Ben White would certainly improve Arsenal. So, interest from PSG, you know, it's positive. It shows us more that we're going in for the right kind of character. James Wright says, Tom, we made another bid for Conga last night. Do you think it would be enough? James, I've heard nothing about a second bid going in whatsoever. Um, there's been no news from credible sources that I've seen saying that Arsenal have made that second bid. That's not to say that it hasn't happened. I just haven't seen it from any credible sources so far. But I expect that second bid will go in. Um, but I... Yeah, I've seen nothing credible so far. I think that the second bid is likely to probably be rejected, knowing Arsenal, and then the third bid might be the one that gets it. But uh, it's, it's one that's kind of a, a ticking ticking clock at this stage. I, I expect, I'd be very surprised now if Arsenal weren't, say, to get him after this amount of projection and bids going in and personal turns being agreed. So it'd be very surprising if Arsenal didn't get him, If basically, if another club comes in at the last minute um sahil says tom angus gunn is off to norwich is he is he off to norwich oh my apologies if he is off to norwich aaron smith says tom what's the betting we will let down by the end of the transfer window aaron we have no idea mate i mean history tells us that we probably will be but maybe and hopefully this is the one season in which we finally see a turnaround and a change in the way that arsenal approach the transfer window uh, let's scroll down a little bit more. Uh, Henrik, uh, morning, Tom. Seeing that Brentford is going for Frank Onjeka, uh from FC Midgeland in Denmark, I really think he is an amazing player um Being one of the best players in the league and he played in the CHL last season. I have absolutely no idea who he is. <laughs> I, I'm really sorry, mate. um But I'm sure you know plenty about him, Henrik. But I have no idea, I'm afraid. And uh, you'll have to send me a DM and let me know more about it. Your says, Is Mohamed El Neni our starting central midfielder next season with Thomas Partey? I hope not, Your. I hope we sign someone that puts him much further down the list uh jasmine says who has more energy tom elneny or kese by far kese jasmine uh neil gunner says lamty um you know what his injury was um yeah he, well he's had a number of injury issues as, as far as i'm aware he, he came back from injury and then suffered another one i don't know the specifics um but i know it's been multiple and i don't know if they're linked or if they're different they usually are linked usually if you suffer like a uh a ligament injury, you can get muscular injuries because of your rehab and not playing full-time football. So you see it with with lots of players. So maybe that's what's going to happen. Jim Football says, too many links about Saliba leaving. Ben White is a great signing. Which centre-back would you keep? I'd keep them both, uh, Jim. I would keep them both. So uh, I don't believe that Saliba is going to go, and we'll have to wait and see if um, if Ben White comes in uh chris thank you so much for the message not a question but i thought i'd say how good this show is thanks mate all good transferring for and not just rumors i've transitioned to the show now over AfTVs. i mean you can watch what you like i'd never encourage anyone to not watch something else um or another channel to come watch us but if you want to watch us thank you for tuning in much appreciated daniel finney says morning tom please shout out theo finney uh he's for what he's for and a new gunner Stan out. I'm trying to teach him Arsenal are a great club, but hard to with Stan in charge. (laughs) Keep going for it, Dan. Keep, Keep trying. Keep keep trying to convince Thea. Maybe he'll he'll come around one day. It might take a while though. Drew says, off topic, how good are Italy and the Euros? Plenty of players that the squad could just waltz into our starting 11. Yeah, and the squad depth, Drew, is is excellent. So expect them to go quite far, but they have yet to be really tested. So we'll wait and see. Dia says, Do uh what do you think about the silver rumor? Is that Andre Silva? Do you mean if you are talking about Andre Silver? I like him and I've used him a lot in the past to talk about possible strikers that Arsenal could go for. Um, is it realistic? It's only realistic if Arsenal move on Lacazette. They aren't going to go out and sign Andre Silva on top of what we've already got. So I wouldn't expect Arsenal to move for a striker until one of ours moves on. I don't mean Eddie and Nketiah. I'm talking one of a Mamiang or Lacazette moving on, to be honest, before we make a decision on that one. Uh, Fung says, Join late. Is this 250 million transfer budget nonsense? Yes, it is 100%. Absolute, absolute nonsense. That's not me saying that I don't think Arsenal will spend that amount of money, but there is no way that any outlet can turn around and say, Yes, Arsenal have got a 250 million pound budget that they've been given to spend on transfers. It's just, it's just not true. It's (laughs) It's just wrong. It's just not true. And it's a really easy story to come up with basically um, because there's no way to prove it wrong. There's no way to say that you're lying uh, with evidence because no one knows how much money Arsenal have got. So you can't say that they're wrong. Um, but I can, <laughs> clearly, because I think it's true. Um, but there's, do you know what I mean? There's no, way to, there's no way to evidence that. There's no way for me to tell you that, yes, they are categorically 100% wrong. And here's the evidence as to why. Because it's a story, very much like you see with the ITK stories now and again, that you just can't really prove. And Arsenal could go out and spend that much. They could go out and spend less than that. And the re- response would be, oh, well, they had $250 million, but they only spent this amount of money. So it's it's one of those. Don't Just don't read too much into stories where you start seeing amounts of war chests being given because it's just an easy story to to get attention at the end of the day. Um, let's go down to Gentle Kent, who says, jumping on the bandwagon of decent players at the Euros. Dumfries looks like a real player. Can we use Freddie and have a chat about his fellow, uh, fellow Swede? Isaac. Yeah, Dumfries is having a great tournament. I don't see him... There's a real improvement on what we've already got at the club. Um, He hasn't offered... I mean, those goals that he's scoring, I mean, I think they're like two of his first ever goal. I think he's got maybe one or two before those two. So he's a little bit of an outlier and his defensive abilities are a little bit questionable and he is being protected by a back three, which we don't play. Um, but Isaac is certainly someone I like. His technical skill is great. I love the way he moves, the speed that he's got, the strength to hold players off, and his ability in the box to hold onto the ball is good as well, and he's good in the air. So Isaac I really like, but I think, again, he would cost a lot of money, and we'd have to move a striker on before we went for him. Uh, Let's scroll down a little bit more. Ajit says, Tom, are you concerned? June is almost done, and we have seen no clarity on the right-back scene. Bellerin is no closer to leaving when you know He is on the list. No in-links either. Uh, Well, actually, we have seen links about Bellerin leaving, Villarreal, Sevilla, Atletico Madrid, all interested in him. That is one that I would be surprised if it didn't happen, if he didn't go. And I don't think you'll see many links in until that happens. But we have seen some. Max Ahrens, Zeki Celik, uh, now John uh, John Joe um, Kenny as well. So there you go. Thanks, Luke. Much appreciated. it. Daniel says, cheers, Tom. That put a smile on my face. Uh, Garner says, what do you think about Marcelo Flores? Uh, I don't know anything about him. Sorry. Sahil so says, Tom, do you think Chelsea going for Hakimi? Can we allure James to Arsenal? Um, I think you'd be hard-pressed. If Hakimi is going to Chelsea, I have a feeling it may even be to be playing in more of an advanced position ahead of, say, someone like James doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be playing right wing back. It means they've got strong rotation. You've got Chilwell and Alonso on the right-hand side. You only really have Azpilicueta. So I imagine if they bring in Hakimi, you've got the option to play them together or instead of one another. So I don't think it changes too much. Uh, A. Rahman says, should we be worried that we haven't completed any signings yet? Other clubs might move on our targets. Well, I mean, the only other club really to make any big moves is Liverpool for Canate. Everyone else is still yet to to make some solid moves, so I wouldn't worry too much, Rahman. Things are happening. Links are there. A lot more links than I've seen for other clubs and their players, to be honest. So I really wouldn't be too concerned right now. Um, Jonathan says, Heard some rumors about PSG hijacking Ben White. Personally, I find it really odd since they're also trying to sign Ramos and Varane, who are more likely their type of signing. Well, Jonathan, teams have contingencies. Teams have other options in case they don't get their first or second so it's not surprising to see them linked. Pochettino, apparently appreciated appreciate him from his time knowing him, um, playing against, you know, or well, being in the Premier League anyway, I suppose, and just being aware of that. Not that he actually ever played against him because Ben White's playing for Leeds in the season that Pochettino was there. But it's, it's about kind of the knowledge of players being in the league and he certainly would have been on the radar of, of a lot of clubs, it seems. So I'm not surprised that Pochettino knows plenty about him. Um, yes, Alan, I am. You can find us at the Goona Talk TV. So make sure you go and follow us over at the. Goona Talk. I think it's actually down. It's down there. It's literally right below me right now. There you go. It's right there. It's right there. <laughs> um, yours says, "Did Leicester replace Eduard with DACA? Uh It looks like they've moved for Dakar because Eduard's wanting more to stay from the sound of things at Celtic, which is weird. Not no disrespect to Celtic. I just think it's the right time for him to kind of move on." So, if he's chosen to stay, that's a bit odd. Jasmine says, Tom, would you take Isaac over Abameyang this season? Well, if you were saying if I could swap them, yes, 100% would. He's younger, fresher. Uh, we know what we can get from him. And I think Abameyang's off the really bad season. And he's only really, he's, he's, I mean, his trajectory isn't going up now, Abameyang. He's going down. So, we need to consider that. So, yeah, of course I would. Uh, Jashar says, uh, Tom, I wonder if Bellerin impending departure will help. Uh, will be held up by his latest injury that he suffered. Possibly, we haven't got any information about how serious that was. Uh, Abbe says, why aren't we linked with Renato Sanchez? Yes, his Swansea stint was awful, but he tore it up in Liga last season and he looked awesome for Portugal. Also, French clubs are desperate for money. They are, but Lille may not be because of the amount of teams that are going in for their players. And the amount of money they've made recently as well for the sales of Pepe, Gabriel, Ozymen, all of these guys they've made a lot of money from, and I'm sure they're going to be able to move on some more players. Uh, Samara is looking like it's going to be going to Leicester. So they may not need the money as much. And the thing about Renato Sanchez is because obviously, yes, he did really well in Liga last season. You do mention his struggles at Swansea. He may not want to move back to England again. He has, or rather did, didn't really make an impression at Bayern Munich either. So... It's it's an option, and I do like the player. I just think there's a lot of risk associated with him. Um, he's been a very kind of up and down player, to be honest. Um, what time is it? We have still got some more minutes to go through some questions. That's fine. Um, Amandeep says uh, thoughts on Lampsi. He was the good. He was the most dribbled past defender before his injury in January. Don't see him as an upgrade on Bellerin, who is awful. The reason why he was the most dribbled past is because I imagine that he's very attacking as a fullback, and so he spent a lot of time in the other end of the. Uh, the pitch, and so therefore, it was quite easy for him to be dribbled past because he was often out of position from attacking on the right hand side for Brighton. So, I wouldn't read into too much. If it was a centre back you were looking at being dribbled past that much, then I would be more concerned. I'm not as concerned about a right wing back playing in front of a back three getting dribbled past too much. I would be for a right-back more so in a back-four or arguably a lot more so for a centre-back. I think there is a lot of reservations I have about Lampty because of the little amount that we've seen him and because of the injuries that he has suffered. So all of those things are what I would worry about more than being dribbled past as a right-wing back. Um, Manuel Leclerc says, Tom, important question, would you take Abameyang's Travis Scott hair or Xhaka's blonde disaster? Um, well, probably Xhaka, to be honest. Um I don't have the same hair, so I don't think it would work for Aubameyang. Um, But, yeah, the blonde would be a very – it would be a – you know, it might get some more subs. <laughs> it could do it as like, a charity thing. Maybe that would work. Um, let's go to Colin, says Tom. Um, Tom, are you expecting us to win a domestic trophy next season to fill in the absence of European football, or does it not phase you what we win just to see improvement? Improvement's always important, Colin. Um but the thing is, is that without European football, and I've said this before, I would like Arsenal to have a fair crack at the at the League Cup and at the FA Cup again. Trophies are important. They'll set you apart from your rivals and your other teams in the league. And the amount that we've won is important. I want to get into the Champions League as a priority. That needs to be Arsenal's target next season is achieving top four. We haven't got the Europa League to be able to do that next season. And so, therefore, getting top four is what is really, truly key for Arsenal, as well as progression, as well as improvement. But, yeah, I would like to see us have a crack at the cup competitions too. Uh, Fargo says, Tom, do you think Arteta could possibly be planning ahead for the 21-22 with reinforcements in defence and midfield to shore up the core positions with age profile as well? Do hope the project makes sense. Fargo, I think it's important that whenever you make a signer that it's done with not just the short terminology in mind, but you also are looking ahead to make sure that those signings are going to have a, a genuine impact further down the line. That's why we signed Saliba, you would think, and signed Martinelli and signed Tierney as well. Of course, we've got a long uh, life ahead of him. Partey as well, even though he was 27 when we signed him, you're going to get at least four to five really good seasons from that type of central midfielder. So that too is a good move for Arsenal. It needs to be this kind of long terminology, but with the incentive of trying to achieve good things now. It's a hard balance to find, but it's why we've got the likes of Erdo and that in the role. And fingers crossed, they can get it done. Is what we hope. Um, let's talk about Camavinga, says I've heard absolutely nothing um, in regards to Camavinga. So. I'm really sorry. There's no credible information out there that I've seen so far in regarding Kamavinga, so I can't tell you (laughs) whatsoever. Uh, Yours says, how much game time do you see Aziz getting this season? He and Lokonga are an exciting future prospect. Aziz, I actually would be in kind of favour of Aziz getting a loan, to be honest, getting those minutes up for another team, playing first-team football if he stays, I heard and we've heard from um, sources kind of around Arsenal that they are going to look at him in pre-season. That's the situation that we're going to find ourselves in with Aziz. They are going to assess him in that period. So we wait and see what happens with Aziz. But he's a player that obviously has a hell of a lot of potential from seeing him play for the youth team and for the England youth sides as well. So amazing goals from range, really confident on the ball when he plays that central midfield position really well. So lots to do with him, um, but we will wait and see as to how he develops, how he improves and grows. Uh, The Real Yanis says, uh, Tom, let's say PSG have Verratti, Vinaldum, and Paredes. Do you still think Camavinga would be interested? And I think this is one of the things if Arsenal say, let's say hypothetically Arsenal are going to go for Camavinga, then they would arguably use that fact and say, look, we're losing Xhaka. We've lost Sebas. We've got Elneny, who you'd be above. You're in line with Thomas Partey. We're looking to bring in this other young kid, Lukonga, and you're going to be in competition with him, which is, you'd think, a much more kind of arguably simpler task to be able to achieve than competing with Paredes, Virati, Vinaldum, etc. You've also got Ander Herrera still there as well. Um, and adris uh, Gay as well. So there's plenty of players that are still there. And I think that Kamavinga would look at Arsenal and go, yeah, you know what? I think it's the better step for me to make. It's the better move up. He also moves to a different league to test himself even more. And he didn't even have the best of seasons last year. It wasn't his best. The season before last was much better. So I think if he was to move to Arsenal, it would be great. But it's just not a realistic one right now. I just can't see it quite. I just can't quite see it at the moment. Um, Effie says, Tom, is there any news about anyone well, yes, we've covered quite a lot of it, Effie. So <laughs> scroll back to the start of the video and watch it. Uh, Manuel says, uh, Tom, on question, why is our under-23 so stacked? It's a graveyard for talent. Why are they not all loaned out? Is it capped? Uh, there are caps coming into place on loans, um, for, especially for youth sides. Um, I'm not sure about stacked necessarily. We just, we've seen quite a lot of turnover. Although saying that, we didn't really see a lot of turnover this year. I think there is a lot of quality in that team. I think it's it's mixed with a lot of kind of, not duds, that's probably too, it's probably harsh. <laughs> but you know what I mean. It's I think it's full of a lot of players that aren't going to make it. Um, but you've got players like Moller, you've got players like Catalan, Curzian, you've got obviously Aziza, we've talked about um, we've got Kido Taylor-Hart, who's really exciting. Ben Cottrell, that's exciting. Daniel Ballard, who spent a really good loan spell at Blackpool last season. McGuinness, who did well at Ipswich last season. So there is lots of players with potential there. And ultimately, Arsenal's under-23s kind of suffering in their league form because they lose a lot of the youngsters to either the first team or they've lost them on loan. So it's difficult to kind of judge how that team gets on. And we talked about that when Steve Bold did get sacked. So we'll, we'll cover that, I suppose, at a later date and see how the under-23s are getting on. But I wouldn't let it worry you too much at the moment. Um, hey says, Tom, uh, how many players do you think we could sign and have, a, have ready for the new season with the 250? Well, as I said, first of all, the 250 million is a lot of rubbish. So don't buy into that um but I I do genuinely believe we can get a good solid foundation of at least five players in you would think I said at the start of the season I wanted a minimum four or five starters in this new team um we need to see a starting central midfielder start an attacking midfielder a starting right back we need arguably a starting goalkeeper centre back could be another area that's five and then you need the backup left back backup goalkeeper as well we could even look to bring in a forward there's lots of areas that we need to be looking at so yeah I would say that amount but Don't use the two fifty million because it's not. It's just not legit. Like no one knows the 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 war chest Mm that Arsenal have. It's not something you could see even through leaks. Who is leaking to the press going? Yes, Arsenal two hundred fifty million to spend. Let's think about this sensibly. Why would Arsenal or anyone in the club want the media and other clubs to know how much Arsenal have to spend? If other clubs know Arsenal have got that amount of money immediately it hikes the price up of all of the players Arsenal are linked to. It's not a well-founded story. It's not a well-thought-out story. It's just not a credible one. So it makes no sense to, to post that because why would they leak that information? Uh, Jazmeet says, Tom, do you think there's possibly Arsenal will look to loan Lokonga out for a further development? I don't, I, I don't think so, Jazmeet. I think they would get him into play. I think he's played really well at Andelect last season. Um I think they would get him in to play and, and to really compete in that team. Um Jonathan says Wheatley just tweeted that Van Arnholt may be an option for Arsenal letter in the window. We talked about this a while ago. I think on a free transfer, um let's just let's just see what old Wheatley's saying. Um let's have a look. And he has said, duh, 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 duh. Arsenal are looking at a younger profile left-back as first reported by David Ornstein. However, I'm told that Patrick van Aanholt could still be an option. Later in the window, inquiries were made about the Dutch international in January. Yeah, that's something that we know. Uh, Bertrand and Duig look unlikely, as mentioned before. Expectations that Arsenal are prioritizing areas at centre-midfield and centre-back first. Uh, Arsenal are closing in on the signing of Albert Simsambi-Lukonga, as reported uh, by in Belgium. And the player wants to join Arsenal with personal terms already agreed. Fee is still yet to be agreed, but optimism from all sides that a deal is going to be reached. So, yeah, you go. And we heard all of that, of course, from Sasha. Um, uh, we, were, we heard it from, obviously, on our show that we did. You can still listen to that show. We did a dedicated show all about Sambi La Conga, and we're going to do a dedicated show a little bit later on today in a similar fashion, talking about uh, Aaron Sanchez. So if you don't know much about him, make sure you tune in a little bit later on today, and you can learn a lot more about Aaron Sanchez. So that'll be out about 5 p.m. UK time with Diego Montalvan, uh, the reporter in Peru who revealed the information that Arsenal are indeed looking uh, at this guy and that a trial could be taking place at Arsenal very soon. So that could be very interesting as to how that moves forward. Anyway, that probably is going to finish off today's show. Thank you ever so much guys for everyone that's tuned in. We did hit 24,000 subscribers uh, yesterday, which is mad. Um, and we just keep going. We just keep growing and growing and growing. And uh, the community that we're building here in the goo guys in the chat box is fantastic. We try and use you as much as possible, get your thoughts, get your feelings, Um, and of course we're trying to do more of these phone-in shows to get more of you guys on the show as well you've got our discord server if you want to become a member and help support the channel that way too there's loads of stuff going on and there's loads more to talk about arsenal wise i'm gonna be back later on today we've got some exciting stuff planned for this week and uh yeah it's been a real pleasure guys so i'll see you again a little bit later on today and as always up the arsenal